Berkhas Mishnah Vav. Hamaska buys Lachaviri, one who rents a house to his friend, Bekachachachachodesh for $1,000 a month, for example. He does not put an end period to the lease. He just says, I'm renting it out to you for $1,000 a month, and that was it. So it says the mission like this. During the winter, he cannot evict him from the home, from circus, where the winter begins, until Pesach. Why? Because you're not going to have homes available during that time period, and therefore you cannot evict him during that time period. During the summer, meaning in Balhot, see if you want to evict him. Before Pesach, so then Tarek Lady have to notify him during the summer months. So Shloshim Yom, it's got to be 30 days, meaning from the 15th of Elul. Shmi Yom, from that day, it's 30 days before Sukkot. And Sukkot is at the beginning of the winter, so that's when you have to notify him to evict him. If you don't notify him by the 15th of Elul, Shvi you cannot evict him, you cannot evict him until Pesach comes around. So we learn that from the Mishnah that during the summer, you cannot evict him unless you notify him 30 days before the Zman of the Yetziah of when you want to evict him. But if the in the cities, in the cities that everyone wants to live in the city, you don't have uh, apartments and homes available during the whole entire year. So then, whether it's during the summer months, whether it's during the winter months, wouldn't really matter. Shneim Asachodesh. Tzarech you got to notify him a year in advance, 12 months in advance, before you evict him. And just like the mosque, the landlord, has to notify the renter, the renter has to notify the landlord, the mosque. In the ayaros, in, in cities, it would be 30 days before the renter leaves. In the bigger cities, 12 months prior. So the landlord can find a new tenant. His home should not be left uh, empty. If the renter does not, does not notify the landlord, he can't just book and leave. He'll have to pay rent during that period because he has to give the landlord proper notice. And with stores, so with stores, the the merchant, the storekeeper, he gives his buyers back up on store credit. And therefore, he needs an extended period of time to collect all of those credits before he finds a new place. So then, echad ayaros, echad Whether it's the ayaros, whether it's the krachim, doesn't matter what kind of city it is. Shneim asachodesh. Whether it's ayaros, whether it's krachim, the landlord cannot evict him until he notifies him twelve months in advance. If you have the bakeries, the shaltabam, and the dyer shops where people would dye the garments, shalosh shanim, the master, the landlord, has to notify the storekeepers three years in advance. Ligmar explains, but they They would give their um, their 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 customers uh, very very long extended credit, and therefore you'd have to notify them three years in advance before you evict them in order for them to collect all of the uh, outstanding dues. This is how the Harashi Bartanura explains, but the Meiri says otherwise. He says that it can't be. You Do these specific stores, the bakery and the, and the dyeing shop, what, they give uh, longer credit than all the rest of the businesses in town? It can't be. Elanerlo Farish, rather, the Meiri explains that the tircha of, you know, the, these type of businesses to find a new home is much, much bigger because they need very specific homes to bring in their utensils and their fa- factory equipment, and they have to have a lot of water, etc., etc., so that takes a long time. Therefore, that's why you have to notify them three years in advance, according to a Shemuel um, if it's a bakery or a tzavam, or it's a, it's a dyer shop that are your tenants, you have to notify them three years in advance before you evict them, 
because they have a much harder time finding an appropriate location for their business. And Mishnah Zion, Hamasker buys the chaver. When he rents a house to his friend, Hamasker chayv b'dals. The landlord is obligated to put up a door for the tenant. Banegar u'bamanol. Different types of locks to make for the door. Lasos nagomanol lotlosos. Nagar is a min b'riach, like a bar of yesed and a peg. Lenilas adas lock the door. Okay. U'bechol davishu ma'isu uman. Anything which is done by a, a professional. She ain't an asa eli de uman mumcha. You have to hire an expert to do it to get it done like opening up windows in the home, strengthening the, the roof of the home. So that's on the landlord. Something which is not done by a professional, like putting up a, a mica, a fence, or a ladder. The renter has to do it on his own account. And the Rambam writes, and all these items, we always go after the minig of what goes on there in the Medina, in, the Medina, in that city over there. Hazevel, fertilizer, so what, what happened is they had the, other people's animals would come and their fertilizer would gather from these animals from the, you know, from the street, from the public, in a specific chatzar. She came be a meme. In those days, the homes were opened up to a courtyard. It was like the homes were in the shape of like a U, and then they shared a courtyard over there. The people that would rent the houses, they would use the chatzar for many things as well. From the villagers, they were noeg, they would come on the day of the marketplace, to bring their animals into the courtyard of the Balabatim, to get them to eat there, and all the fertilizer, fertilizer gathers there. So in general, the owner of the animals will just make their the fertilizer that comes from their animals hefker to the Balabatim's uh, courtyard that they're using. So the cool of it all goes to the owner of the courtyard. So the mission is coming to teach you. One is renting a house. He's not renting the courtyard. He's only renting the house. He has permission to use the courtyard for the normal things that are done in that courtyard, meaning he's renting the house. He's not renting the courtyard, but the landlord allows him to use the courtyard for the general things. So then says the Mishnah, Other people come and bring their animals, and those animals leave fertilizer in that courtyard. Granted, you, the tenant, can use that courtyard for your regular items, but you're not renting the courtyard, and therefore the fertilizer would belong to the Balbias, not to the tenant. Even though the Balbias doesn't even know that animals are depositing fertilizer there, Nevertheless, a person's courtyard can acquire for him things even without him knowing. And therefore, in this case, where the tenant is renting the house, granted he's using the courtyard for his personal stuff, but he's not renting the courtyard. If other animals come and leave fertilizer there, it belongs to the landlord, not to the tenant. However, but fertilizer that gathers in that courtyard from animals owned by the actual tenant, that, of course, would belong to the tenant. And the Mishnah concludes that meaning the ashes, that come out from the tanner and the crime, different types of ovens, shall that belong to the landlord, they're set up in the courtyard, So the ovens are rented out to the tenant to use them and to cook in them. So the Mishnah is coming to teach us, since the tenant is renting the ovens, even if other people come 
and they cook and they bake in those ovens, the ashes belong to the tenant. Why? Because he is paying rent for those ovens, for the usage of the ovens. So here, if other people from the outside come and use those ovens, then the ashes that built up over there would belong to the tenant. They'd use the ashes for different types of usages in those days. And they were, since he's paying rent for the ovens, even though other people are using those ovens uh, from the general public, the ashes that gather there would talk a go to the soaker to the tenant.